Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. About a year ago, Joshua started working on a series of courses called the Ascension Experience. There's going to be 13 of them, and the last one is called Deliberate Creation. In fact, the entire Ascension Experience, which starts with alignment and goes through all these different courses, is a way to go through this active process where by the end of it, you understand what being a deliberate creator is. But do we understand what that term really means? Deliberate creation. Yes, that means we can create anything we want when we want it just by thinking about it. But in order to do that, we have to realize what we're creating and why we're creating it. Because if we create anything out of fear or lack, well, we're just going to create more fear and lack. So to be a deliberate creator, we have to understand who we truly are and how the system works and to understand what alignment is, and then to create from this place of alignment so that we're not creating anything in lag, we're only creating out of love, love and acceptance. So that's basically what deliberate creation is. And in this episode, Joshua talks more about that idea. And I believe that we can all get to this level of being deliberate creators. Uh, my life has really changed in the last year or so after doing this Ascension experience. There's about 100 people doing the experience right now this one time. And if you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to the teachingsofjoshua.com and click on the Ascension Experience and you can learn all about it. But it's interesting to see where this is going. And in this episode, Joshua talks more about that. So I hope you enjoy this one and remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and leave comments and reviews and share it with your friends and all that stuff. We really appreciate your help. So without any further ado, let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hey, bud. Have you ever thought about what you would create if you could create deliberately? What would that be? Would you create more money, more time, more freedom, more joy? Would you get rid of the people that annoyed you and the problems of the world? Would you change things? Would you try to control things? Would you make things different than they are? Or would you accept things as they are, knowing that they're perfect as they are? Would you change anything about yourself, your height, your age, your weight, your intelligence level, your ability to love others, the ability to learn more, to act on more inspiration? Well, if you would change anything, then you're approaching life from the old approach of the victim. You're saying that things are not perfect now. And so in order to make them better, I have to change things. And so you would try and change things and you would change things and you would change things. But that silly old law of attraction would snap you back into the same reality. Nothing would really change because essentially, while you have the control, you think, to change your outside conditions, your vibration is always emitting and the universe is always responding to that vibration. So you could change things for a little while, maybe, but if you're offering the same vibration, well, the law of attraction is going to bring you a reality that reflects perfectly that vibration. And isn't that how you want the system to work? You don't want to change what you see out there because that is just a reflection of that vibration you're offering. You want to offer a new vibration, offer a little change in how you see yourself. And when you see yourself from this new vibrational level, you will have a reality that reflects this new version of you perfectly in every sense of the word. And this is what you want. You want to look at that reality. You want to perceive that reality. And you want to know, well, this reality, all the people in my life, all the th money in my life, all the things, all the experiences, all the joy, all the suffering, all the sorrow, all the resistance and the inspiration, and all that is just a reflection of how I'm seeing myself. 
as evidence through the vibration I'm offering. And it's carried out to the universe and the universe responds with a reality that reflects exactly how I perceive myself. So it's a perfect system and you would not want to change that. And so then you would say, well, maybe I'm not ready to be a deliberate creator. Maybe I am still thinking in the old approach to life that I have to control myself and other people and the conditions in order to make me feel something. Maybe if I would feel the thing first, well, that would affect my vibration because in, in essence, my vibration is how I'm feeling about myself in my reality. So if I simply change that, adjusted that, enhance that, then I would expect to receive a new reality because if I see myself as more fun, more loving, more capable, more authentic, then a new reality would reflect that. And that new reality would have a lot of different experiences and different things and, and things for me to consider. And so if I look at this from a higher perspective, I understand that this is just a growth journey, a journey of self-discovery to discover who I truly am. Now, this reality that is being reflected to me points out every area where I am sort of trying to fake it, every area where I'm in resistant, it points it out perfectly. But it also points out every area where I'm authentic and every area where I am able to express love and every area where I'm feeling good because those areas of my life feel good. Well, did they feel good because I created them or I controlled them in some sense? Or did they feel good because I'm looking at that, those areas from a higher perspective? And I'm looking at myself within those areas from a higher perspective. And so it all boils down to this idea that this reality that you are perceiving, which is unique to you and cannot be perceived by anyone else on earth, in the history of the earth or in the future, no one else can ever know what you're experiencing. It's unique to you. How you choose to perceive yourself creates the reality that's reflected back to you. If you know this going in, well, then the change is simple because all you have to do is raise that vibration. How do you raise the vibration? By seeing yourself from a higher perspective, by acknowledging that you're unique and worthy and good and capable, and by becoming more authentic and showing more of yourself to others and, and not letting the conditions determine how you're going to feel. You determine how you feel based on those conditions. So if you added appreciation and gratitude and love and connection into your reality, well, that would have to be reflected back to you. So isn't that a neat thing that you can actually control that reality, not by the conditions that are existing now because they've already been established, but by how you see yourself within those conditions. And every time you raise your perspective or your idea of yourself within the current conditions, you set up a future where the reflection has to beam back to you more love, more joy, more acceptance, more excitement, more exhilaration, more connection, all the things you truly want. And all the things you have thought you wanted all along because you thought they would make you feel something, well, they're no longer so necessary, are they? Because it has nothing to do with your reaction to the conditions. It only has to do with your interpretation of those conditions. And if you can interpret the conditions as good, you will always feel good. You can never feel bad. You only feel bad because of the resistance to the conditions you've already created. But if that creation is your creation based on the vibration that you're choosing to offer to the universe, then you can appreciate all of it because you say, oh, this area of my life is working so well because 
I see it as good and I appreciate it. And I'm grateful for it and I love it and I enjoy it and I enjoy all the aspects of that part of my life. But that part of my life, that's where I feel fear. That's where I have some limiting beliefs. That's where I have a little bit of work to do. I do not feel comfortable in that area of my life. And thus, that area of my life doesn't seem to be working so well. I don't accept myself in that area of my life. I don't accept the other people. I don't accept the conditions. Why not? Because I think that I would feel better if those conditions were different. I think I would feel better in reaction to the conditions that I've created through the vibration I was offering that was an exact mirror to how I'm feeling about those conditions. Well, that sounds like a loop, doesn't it? I don't like the conditions. I don't feel good about myself in those conditions. And then future conditions are created by this not feeling good about myself in those conditions. So the conditions can never change until I change how I feel about myself within those conditions. So all I have to do now is think of myself in a different way, assess all my beliefs differently, challenge those beliefs, look at those beliefs to see, are they true or are they false? No, no, no. They're either empowering or limiting. Well, if I know if a belief is limiting, it's going to be triggered by manifestation events. So I can find those easily, but will I actually change those beliefs? Will I actually find evidence to prove those beliefs are false? Will I actually reassess how I see myself as a result of that manifestation event? Can I take the blame off the people in the conditions or off myself and just realize it's the vibration? That's nothing more or less than that. It's just a vibration. And the vibration is how I feel about myself. So whatever I do in the future, I will look at myself from this higher perspective. I will see myself as a creator. I will see myself as magnificent, limitless, powerful, a being of love. I will see myself as who I truly am, my authentic self, and see how that works. Okay, what's the new condition like? Oh, okay, there's a little bit of resistance there. Where's that from? Oh, it's this limiting belief. Oh, I see that now. All right, let's reassess those beliefs. Are they true? No, they're not. They're just limiting. They're just keeping me away from what I truly want. Well, what do I truly want? I truly want to go on this journey of self-discovery. I truly want to understand who I am. I truly want to become more and more authentic. I truly want to express love to every aspect of my reality. I truly want to feel good. I truly want to understand what it is I fear and then realize there's nothing to fear. I don't want to hide out anymore. I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to wait for something to change before I can start feeling good. I don't want to work and effort and struggle my entire life. And then for what? For what? For nothing. I want to make an impact on the life that I have now by giving of myself rather than needing to be, to be given back to from this reality that I've created. That wouldn't make a lot of sense to someone existing in the non-physical. You mean you create the reality, but you want to feel good by the reality that you created, and yet you're creating a reality that is less than satisfying to you, and still you're expecting that reality to make you feel good? When you don't feel good to start with, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But to the human, it does make sense because you know that there are things to fear. You know you want to protect yourself. You know that if someone says something mean to you, you will feel negative emotion. And unless you realize that you're not the victim and you are the creator, this is the ongoing cycle of trying to chase the carrot on the end of the stick that will never, ever solve anything until one day you give up and you say, my old approach to life, my approach that I've been living my whole life and probably countless lives before that 
is not working, cannot work, will never work. I'm going to give up that control. I'm going to give up asking my reality to make me feel something I don't already feel. And I'm going to embrace a new idea. What is this new idea? I don't know. What is the new idea? I need a new idea. Oh, here's a book. Here's a podcast. Here's a friend who has an idea about this thing called the law of attraction. Maybe I can dive a little bit deeper than that. Maybe I can study that for a little bit. Maybe I can entertain that there might be a different way to live. Maybe I can see myself as actually the source of my reality rather than the victim to the beloved universe out there. Maybe I can start not worrying so much about what I am not getting and instead just give, just give, just give, just give what I can, give what I can, give what I can and not need to get anything back from that reality. I'm going to flip that whole script from me needing something from a reality based on this fear that I lack. I'm always in lack. I'm going to stop that idea of lack. And I'm going to say, I have everything I need. I don't need anything from this reality. I'm just going to give what I can. I'm going to give and give and give and give and give what I can. Oh, but won't you take advantage of? Yes, you will if you have limiting beliefs. But that's just a reflection of those limiting beliefs. It's not actually true. It's just you thinking it's true. So you can reassess that belief as well, just like you can with any other limiting belief. This is the work that you're all doing now. When you start doing this work, it will seem strange. It will feel uncomfortable. You will be trying to control everything and yet realizing you control nothing. You'll be trying to go back in the old approach to life and it will not work. You will have to keep going forward. You will have to face these fears that you have. You'll have to look at those limiting beliefs because they'll keep popping up and keep popping up manifestation events until you address the foundational reason those manifestations come up. And that's the limiting belief that you are not the creator of your reality. Now that limiting belief is useful and purposeful because it generates this journey of self-discovery. You all have it. You'll always have it. You can't get rid of it. It's there, but you do not have to limit you. You do not have to listen to that ego voice. You do not have to regret and resent the past. You do not have to worry about the future. And you do not have to react to any manifestation event in fear. You can choose how you approach every situation. You have the choice of thought and you have the choice of reaction. And of course, you have the choice of perspective. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. I'd like uh, to ask you a question. It's hi, Julia. Julia. Hi, long time no see. Um, I have a question about apologies and uh, do we need to do that anymore? I just feel so grateful, right? Even when I act on an urge and I'm, I was being a little bit of a butthead. You know, I, we, I'm taught to apologize, but then at the same time, I'm grateful that it happened. I learned from it. And am I doing it to please the other person? Am I doing it so that I can forgive myself? You know, even though I can work through that, with my limiting beliefs and all that. Let's start off with the basic fact that you have never done anything wrong in the history of this life or any other life. Everything right. you've done was perfect. You've never made a mistake. You've never failed. Now, you may have triggered another person's limiting beliefs, and they have met, may have felt fear, and they have, may have thought that you were the source of their negative emotion. And of course, that's based on their limiting beliefs. And without any limiting beliefs, Nothing you could do could trigger another person because the only thing you're doing is triggering their limiting beliefs and sparking fear. And they're perceiving themselves from a limited perspective and receiving negative emotion as their guidance. 
they dip down into the emotional, into the emotional state of fear, the, the consciousness of fear, and they receive an urge to change you because they perceive that you are the cause of their negative emotion. And so they blame you or they say something back to you or they fight with you. And you can understand where they're coming from because this is where you were coming from just a little while ago. You can understand that when someone else's limiting beliefs are triggered, they're going to feel fear and be perceiving the reality that's not true. Their inner self will be sending them negative emotion. They'll dip down in the stream of consciousness of fear. They'll receive an urge to change the condition. And then they'll say something. They will want to control you because you are the source of their pain from their perspective. It's not true, but that's right. what they're perceiving. And right. so what do you do in times like this? You have done nothing wrong. All you've done is triggered a limiting belief. Yet you want to express love. You want to look at them from the higher perspective. You want to understand that they're coming from a place of fear and they know no better. And so why not say sorry? Why not be kind in the moment? Why not express more love when you can? Now, you'll want to change them as well, because what's going to happen is if you have a limiting belief, which they trigger, and you are dipping down in that stream of consciousness of fear, you're going to receive an urge to change them as well. And you might want to fight back, and that will escalate this little disturbance or this little manifestation event that they're having. And then that will trigger them again and trigger you again. And it'll go on and on and on and on until you're no longer friends. But if you understood the whole system here and what they're going through and what their perception of reality is, you can empathize with them. And then you can offer a statement. Right. And you can yeah. diffuse the entire situation just by saying, you're right. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I apologize. And isn't that a better way to keep the connection stronger with someone than to try Absolutely. and change them? We say, think always about the higher perspective and think about who you're interacting with. You may say, okay, well, that's a friend and I value that friendship. So I'll say, sorry, or that's just a jerk. And that person's unaware of what's going on and they should be different than they are because they're obviously not <laughs> operating on all cylinders here. And so I don't need to say sorry to that person because they're not important. But we want to remind you that everyone in your life, every single person in your life, you know, eternally, you're eternally connected. And when you return back to the non-physical, you'll have these experiences that looking back on the life that you've had, and you will notice when you offered kindness, and you will notice when you did not offer kindness, and because you're in such a high emotional state in the non-physical, you're very sensitive. You will notice the, the dissatisfaction in any time you did not offer kindness. And you will notice the love anytime you did offer the kindness. Kindness is love. And what is the most kind thing you can do in any situation? Well, anything you do in kindness is enhancing the connection with that other person that you know eternally. They cannot mm -hmm. remember who you are. You cannot remember who they are. You're just going to have to trust that that person, no matter whether they're, you're, they're your best friend or your worst enemy, they are eternally linked to you. And in the non-physical, you will be in absolute awe of that person and they of you. And you will be in love with that person and they will be in love with you as well. The system of physical reality creates this illusion of separation and disconnection, which is not true. 
And right. so if you're operating as a victim, you're going to say to someone, get out of here. I don't want to see you anymore. I want to disconnect from you. In the non-physical, this would be impossible and you would never want to do it. You want to connect more and more and more. And this is the reason you come here and you play these roles and you play these games with each other is to learn more about each other and yourselves together in this game. And you come in with agreements and you say, I'll be your wife. You be my husband. I'll be your child. You be my mother. You do all these things. I'll be your friend or I'll be your enemy. All to understand unconditional love. This is a love school. And so you have all made it to a new level in love school where you are understanding who you truly are and who everyone else truly is and how the system works. But the old paradigm that you're so used to is disconnect to solve my problem of fear. Keep you away so you don't trigger me anymore or my limiting beliefs. But you want those limiting beliefs to be triggered. So when you trigger someone else's limiting belief, you do not have to feel bad about doing that because you've given them the opportunity to at least have a chance to look at that limiting belief. Very good. Yet you know that they feel negative emotion. And if they're as sensitive as you, they feel it very intensely. So you want to have a little bit of empathy with them and not try to solve the problem of their manifestation event, not try to be different than you are, not try to take back any comment that you believe is true in your heart but to soften it in a way that the, their fear is no longer being triggered by your actions, if possible. And if it's not possible, there's nothing you can do. But if you can offer kindness in these situations, you'll be doing wonders to create more connection in your life. Thank you so much. Excellent. Who's next? Question that keeps on coming up based on what you're saying is the, uh, if we are we like in a cycle? Because when we have deja vu situation, can you explain that exactly? Is it like a second chance to say, okay, this is coming back and I have to be careful or react this way? Can you explain that? You please? never have to be careful in this reality. In fact, being careful is the last thing you want to do. Well, you I want mean, to like be bold. a second chance to act differently. <laughs> Absolutely. This reality is all designed for you to act differently. Yet the old approach to life of fear and control will require you to protect yourselves from anything that could cause physical harm or loss of some sort or failure or anything that you think will bring forth negative emotion. So without knowing more about the laws of the universe, if you perceive yourself as a victim where outside conditions can make you feel something, and you've had experiences where your limiting beliefs have been triggered through manifestation events, if you don't realize that a limiting belief was triggered or that you even have limiting beliefs, you'll think the outside conditions or the people did something wrong to you. That's the perception of the victim. The more the person perceives themselves as, as the victim, the more they'll try to control the conditions and protect themselves. So essentially, they'll be doing the same old things, trying to protect themselves. Well, in this reality of exploration, an explorer cannot be hiding back in the bowels of the ship. The explorer has to get up on the deck and sail the ship and then get off the ship and then traverse the countryside to explore new things. The explorer is not served by trying to protect themselves from some sort of outside problem or issue or condition that will cause negative emotion. So you're given a chance. Will you step outside of your comfort zone 
to act on this inspired idea? Will you push past fear? Will you face the fear? Will you look at your limiting beliefs and alter those limiting beliefs? Will you see yourself with the higher perspective of the creator? Or are you going to continue to see yourself as a victim and try to protect yourself? So the universe is sending you and your inner self is orchestrating all these new possibilities for you. Are you doing it differently this time? No. Oh, you're doing it the same old way. Are you doing it differently this time? Yes, you do it a little bit differently. Oh, that's interesting. Where will this lead? Because you did it differently this next time, because you were either fed up with the results of how you did in the past, or you were inspired to do something more because you've, ris- you've elevated your vibration, well, then now you have a whole completely different reality and a new set of explorations to conduct. As you can see, that when humans are young, they are full of life and full of zest and full of wonder and full of curiosity, and they're trying all sorts of new things. If those humans faced and overcame manifestation events and obstacles in their youth, then they've created a bit of confidence and resiliency so that they're more open to exploration and to new things and new ideas and taking chances and things like that. They have a little bit more confidence. If they perceive that they've made poor choices or wrong decisions, and it's based inherently that they're not good, they're not worthy, there's something flawed in them, then they will tend to not push outside their comfort zone. They'll tend to stay within that comfort zone. And everything will seem scary to them. Their fears will grow in intensity because their limiting beliefs are growing in intensity. If they are so dissatisfied with their life and how they've been living it, because they're not getting anything from the outside conditions, because they're not acting on anything, they're just doing the same old thing, trying to protect themselves from negative emotion, they may come to a point where they surrender. And they said, they realize that this life does not work. That's the best opportunity. Because in that surrender, they open up to communication that can come in from their inner self to inspiration. It's those that think they have the answers that are going to have the hardest time. When they think that the old approach to life actually works, when they think that when they have more money or when they have more power or when they have more prestige or when they have more status or when they have more education or when they have success, that that will cause them to feel good. So they keep trying, they keep pushing and they keep pushing and they keep efforting and struggling and efforting and struggling, efforting and struggling. And they never feel any better. Then they realize either the system doesn't work or there's something wrong with me. And many of them are so confident that the system works because they see all these people who are successful and seem to be happy. They perceive there's something wrong with them. And so they give up and they live the rest of their life in seclusion and isolation and try to hide out from the world. Those of you who have come to listen to our what we're talking about and play with these ideas have somehow either realized, like Gary did, that his old approach to life did not work, was dissatisfying and was full of effort and struggle and did not bring the feelings that he wanted or when he manifested all these desires, it meant nothing. His life was unsatisfying. His life of all his friends who were successful was also unsatisfying. He saw that pattern. And so he gave up. 
And then we were able to come through and other ideas came through all coalescing into a inspiration so strong you could not resist it. And so he started meditating. Then he started to be aware of his thoughts and be aware of his beliefs. And then we came through in a stronger level and he was able to bring forth our words, not yet quite understanding it, but enjoying that process. And for the first time time in his life, something he did was satisfying and effortless. So this is where you've all come. Either you've come to some point in your life where you've given up and you've realized that the old approach does not work because some manifestation event happened in your life that was life-altering, or you have built up some confidence that there must be another way to life. And so your belief system was open enough that when a new idea came in, you were ready to embrace it. Now, you must notice there's very few of you on this planet that are where you are now. You are in front of the entire group. How did that happen? Well, we would say that you've lived many, many, many lives in frustration, dissatisfaction, and suffering, and that you've gotten to this life where everything is available to you compared to other lives when you were toiling in the mud trying to grow a few crops to eat. In this life, everything is available to you. You have absolute freedom. You can make any choice you want. You can go anywhere in the world, talk to anyone, have all this technology. The abundance and freedom is magnificent. And now you're saying, there must be something more. So that little sliver of there must be something more cause you to go on this journey to end up where you are now playing with all these things. So it might've seemed like a cycle where you were trapped chasing that carrot on the end of the stick for lifetime after lifetime, after lifetime, after lifetime. And then something broke free. Something changed in this lifetime to bring you here now where you're looking at reality in a completely new way, a way that is so radically different than how the masses have thought for eons that you're embracing a new idea. Yet you are still looking or still you still have one foot in the old approach to life of control and effort and struggle and worry about the future and regret about the past and resentment. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. As long as you're looking forward and exploring this new possibility and then utilizing little ideas in your day-to-day life, like not acting on an urge to change the condition. Amazing. Even though you sunk into that fear consciousness and you, you received that urge that's very powerful, you said, that is not aligned with who I am. That is fear. That is not love. And so I'm not going to take action on that urge. I'm not going to control this situation. I'm going to look at it from a higher perspective. I'm going to find that limiting belief. I'm going to process the limiting belief. And I'm going to get back into alignment as fast as possible. You've just broken the cycle completely. You're on to something new. And so as you're moving on something new, you're going to notice things. You're going to notice numbers aligning. You're going to notice synchronicities with friends. You're going to notice your dreams are different. You're going to notice you feel better, you're going to notice that you become more sensitive, and this is all ascension signs. You are ascending out of the illusion into the truth. Now, you still will carry those limiting beliefs with you, but they'll be less intense. The limiting beliefs have no power over you unless you choose not to act when inspired, because when you receive inspiration, 
one of those limiting beliefs or a bunch of those limiting beliefs are going to be triggered. Can you act when inspired? That's the only question. If you can, you are limitless. If you cannot, you are limited. So all you have to ask yourself is, am I limitless or am I limited? And you can be limitless in this area and limited in that area, and that's fine. But can you be more limitless today than you were yesterday? And can you be more limitless tomorrow than you are today? And that's the journey of ascension and self-discovery. Is this exciting to you? Is this interesting? Are you, are you seeing changes in your reality? Are you seeing the benefits of this new approach to life? And are you feeling better and being in alignment more often? Are you receiving more inspiration? That's all you have to think about. The fear will always be there. This is a reality that only works if there's fear. The fear is necessary. But now you're noticing that the fear is not looming so large in your life as it once did. Mm -hmm. You have complete power over that fear because you can think any thought you want to think and you can process any limiting belief you want to process and you can choose any perspective you want to choose. When you choose the higher perspective, you'll feel less fear. When you choose the limited perspective, you'll feel more fear. So choose the higher perspective. See yourself as more I'm powerful. wondering when those flashes come from, you know, those feeling that it's a deja vu, you know, is it like a inspiration? Like physically, what is it exactly? When was the last time you had a very powerful deja vu? Sometimes just going somewhere looking for something and then opening a door and poof, it feels like, oh my God, I already did this or, or something passed by. I don't know. It's like a Gary had back to the future, back to <laughs> some. That's the intuitive. We'll explain it like this. I'm sorry. Deja vu is an interesting experience. Gary used to have deja vu all the time. He hasn't had a deja vu experience in a long time because we would say, and take this with a grain of salt, that everything he is experiencing is new. If you are experiencing something that's similar to what might've been experienced before, that could be a deja vu. Now we're not saying that there's any signs in that or to pick up anything about that. We're just saying that if your life is similar to the way it's always been, meaning that you're still offering some resistance and you're still doing some of the things the same way, and you're still acting on urges to control the conditions, you might be in a little bit of a repetitive routine there. But when you change just one thing, just one way of thinking, everything starts new. Now, everything is always new anyway. So there is no actual going over the same exact thing because every aspect of physical reality is all based in new. And this is why you can't go home again. This is why you, when you try to recreate a fun event you did before, it never works out. The universe thrives on new and does not like the old, does not like the repetitive. It wants you to explore something new. So we would point out that for most of you, not all of you, for most of you, when you are embracing a new approach to life and your lives are radically different than they were based on the perception of yourself as a victim, it is likely you will have fewer of the same old dreams and fewer instances of deja vu and fewer desires to do things that you once thought were exciting. Now they seem dull to you. You will let go of the old desires and you'll embrace the new inspiration. You will consider yourself more powerful 
more capable, more authentic, more loving, more limitless. And this will be so new to you that there will be no patterns emerging from the old approach to life. Because it didn't happen since a long time, but we, I saw that moving and reminded me like I always wonder what it was. So thank you for the answer. Now, there might be patterns coming up because there certainly is in Gary's life. And those patterns are part of his vibration that he's unaware of, that he's not conscious of, but they manifest physically all the time. While he used to get very upset at those patterns as those manifestation events as they came out unexpectedly, he now knows it's simply something in his vibration that he cannot yet identify. And he just goes with the flow of it. It's no big deal. He just goes with it. So he takes these things that are manifesting and they're becoming silly and funny and interesting and noticeable. And he's saying, how interesting is that? That this thing keeps popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up. Everywhere I go, every place I am, this same thing happens. And I have no idea where it's coming from. He'll figure it out eventually. But until then, he takes it lightly. So if anything is recurring as a remnant of an old vibration in your reality that you think, oh, I should be have changed this by now. I'm so much lighter and my vibration is so much higher. Why is this thing still happening? Just notice it's the remnants and you're not yet aware of what it is. Wonderful question. Thank you. Who's next? Autumn. Um, yes, I have a question about um, belief. So... Let me see if I can get this out straight. My understanding is belief in its most essential form means that we are assuming something that we don't know. And most of us have been, we, we have these beliefs due to cultural conditioning and parental conditioning and society, et cetera. But then my question is this, if believing and disbelieving are fundamentally not that different, it's just believing in a positive way or believing in a negative way. And if the whole intent is to come closer to the truth that we are deliberate creators, we are creation itself. But from that point of view, positive and negative don't matter. Limiting and empowering don't matter. When from the perspective of the true deliberate creator. So I get stuck sometimes where it starts to feel more like an intellectual exercise like a mental exercise with belief as opposed to like a transcendence into a deeper or higher truth. There is like, only one truth and there's only one thing to believe that you are love. Anything less than that is a limiting belief. Now the difference between a limiting belief and empowering belief is an empowering belief is more closely aligned to this idea that you are love and you are the creator of your reality. So you are love. Love is the creator, the creation, the created. Everything that's created is love. Love is the creation of all, and you are love. That is the one thing that you could know is true. And so knowing something's true is just a very highly intense belief. In this case, knowing that you are love and that you are the creator of your reality, that is an empowering belief because it's more aligned with who you truly are. It's still limiting, but it's more empowering than believing you're a victim. That would be a limiting belief because if you perceive yourself as a victim and you received inspiration, 
the fear would be too intense for you to take action. So the fear that would be triggered by the inspiration that comes through will cause you not to act or not to go on your journey of self-discovery. It would limit you from living the life you intended to live in this lifetime, and it would cause inner conflict and all that. So if you could receive inspiration and always act on the inspiration, even though you had limiting beliefs, you would be limitless because you would be able to be able to push past the fear, no matter how strong the fear is to do whatever you're inspired to do. An empowering belief would be aligned more closely with who you are, and that would allow you to act on the inspiration. So that's the only thing we care about. Are you perceiving yourself as limited and are you being limited by these belief systems that you're not worthy, not good, not capable, not talented, not intelligent, not creative, all these things that are not true. Those things that are not true about you are limiting beliefs because they limit you from acting when inspired. Empowering beliefs are more true and they help you act when inspired. So if you had two beliefs about yourself, one that was slightly limiting and one that was very empowering, when the inspiration came and those two beliefs were interacting, you would be slightly hesitant to act, but you would have this empowering belief that would say, oh no, I can do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. That's exactly like what I like to do and who I am. So the living beliefs are not true. They've never been true. They can be easily proved to be false. You can find evidence easily that they're false. Sometimes though, you don't really want to find evidence that they're false you sort of like to believe that they're true because it gives you a some sense of control. But if you realize that control is based in fear and you don't need control, if you believe, if you understand that you're the creator, you don't need to protect yourself, that you can be fully authentic and vulnerable, that there is no need to do anything to control the conditions to protect yourself from outside harm, then you can give up that control. If you can give up that control, it's easier to give up limiting beliefs. If you want to maintain control, it's very difficult to give up limiting beliefs because the limiting beliefs cause you to feel that you have some control. For instance, if you believe that one political party is bad and that they must be voted out of office and that you can take your time and go down and vote them out of office, well, this effort and struggle of doing something that is not effective. As you know, if you have any knowledge of, of numbers, if you live in California and you're going to vote for the president, by the time the vote even gets to you, the decision's already been made. So it's completely useless to vote. But if you believe that that vote means something, then you will campaign and you will go down and vote and you will do all that work, all in an effort to control this thing outside of you called the opposition party from getting into office because you see yourself as a victim, which is not true. And so you're acting on urges now to change conditions and you're never, ever, ever going to adjust your limiting beliefs. And if someone comes along and says, your vote for president in California is not going to make any difference, you will fight them and you will argue with them and you will tell them, no, it's very important that everyone has to vote and everyone has to do all this stuff and everyone and you will continue to do the same thing. If you look at your beliefs as neither true or false, 
all your beliefs, neither true or false, just more aligned with who you are and empowering, meaning that when you receive inspiration, it's more likely that that belief will help you act on that inspiration, empowering belief. It empowers you to act on the inspiration. And a limiting belief just limits you from acting because it will spring up fear and you won't want to push past the fear. So in this process of addressing the limiting beliefs, proving to yourself that they're not true, finding evidence they're not true, whittling away at that protective casing that you keep around yourself as these limiting beliefs, you will over time start to see yourself in a more empowered way. You will over time naturally act on more inspiration because without the intensity of the limiting beliefs, it'll be more natural to act on the inspiration. And when you act on the inspiration, you'll expand in love, perfectly aligned with who you are. And you'll arrive at a new place and there'll be new limiting beliefs to work on. But the old limiting beliefs, because you've taken an action, will not be so intense anymore. Oh, I was able to do that. I did it before. Oh, that turned out good. It was fun. It was no big deal at all. I was afraid to go to the party. But once I got to the party, it was great. I had fun with everyone. Now, when I'm invited to a party, well, I went to that party and I had a good time there. So maybe I'll have a good time here. You're not as limited as you were before. So this entire ascension then is not one of intellectually understanding it so much as knowing what's limiting you and knowing what's empowering you and setting yourself up so it'll be easier to act on inspiration. If you're afraid of inspiration, if you're afraid of changing conditions, then you're living life as the victim and you're going to hold on to those limiting beliefs. Nothing much you can do about it. But if you realize who you truly are at some level and realize that the universe is always guiding you to more expansion and that your inner self is always, always holding your hand as you make your journey and guiding you in and out, in a manifestation event, out of a manifestation event, around an obstacle, in an obstacle, everything is happening for your ascension experience. Because words don't teach, the experience teaches. And if you're acting on inspiration, you're having lots of experiences. And if you're hiding out in your room, not doing anything, well, you're protecting yourself as a victim would from conditions that could be bad or wrong or cause negative emotion. But can you see that one way of life is protecting yourself from conditions that could cause negative emotion and realizing the negative emotion is a thing that you want to avoid. But while you're avoiding the negative emotion, you're not doing anything. You're not expanding. You're not acting. You're not encountering manifestation events. You're just hiding out. And something inside of you is saying, we got to be free. We got to be abundant. We have to have experience. We have to move forward. Oh, yeah. What's that thing? That thing is your pre-birth intentions. So if you're hiding out, not doing anything, trying to stay safe, trying to stay in your comfort zone, trying to get people to like, love, and respect you, trying to change the conditions or control the conditions, trying to control yourself. If you're doing all that stuff, you're going to have inner conflict. And every human that's ever tried to do that has had inner conflict. They have these desires and they say, no, I can never have that. They have these dreams and they say, no, I could never do that. That is suffering. That's discontentment. That's the old approach to life. How long can you live in that approach? 
many lives until one day you give up and you say, I'm not going to be worried about the negative emotion anymore. The negative emotion is just guidance. I'm going to act when inspired to act. I'm going to set myself up for alignment by not attaching anything to the outcome and realizing that I don't know where this is going to lead and not needing to have validation or anything from the outside conditions to prove that you're worthy and good, but to know you're worthy and good internally and to just act. Sure, it's not easy at first. Sure, you have to reassess all your beliefs that have kept you feeling safe and secure at some form. You'll have to reassess them. You'll have to say, all right, I'm a smart person. I'm funny. I'm loving. I'm a good mom. I'm good at my career. I'm, I'm able to do this thing that I don't think a lot of other people can do. That's pretty empowering, those beliefs, aren't they? If you think of yourself as a good mother and you're inspired to do something for your child, you're not going to doubt yourself as much as if you had no empowering beliefs. Is If you only had limiting beliefs, you'd be asking everyone else, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? When you have empowering beliefs and those beliefs you gain through action when inspired because they bring forth competence and they fill in the missing information in the limiting beliefs. So you have a whole set of these empowering beliefs and you say, I can make the right choices. I can make good decisions. I can attempt things. I can be successful. I can fail and start again. I can try new things. I can make attempts. I can, I can reframe how I see the situation. I can look at things from the higher perspective. I can do all these things. Boy, it makes receiving inspiration, acting inspiration a lot easier, doesn't it? So if you can somehow balance this belief system so that it's more empowering than limiting, because most humans, their limiting beliefs are so strong, it's tilted towards the limiting beliefs. And so they just don't act. They just don't try new things. They just don't have the fun, joy, and excitement they did as children. The limiting beliefs are heavy and weigh it down. So if you can create more empowering beliefs and whittle away at the limiting beliefs and balance this out, well, then your life is so less limited because you'll just be acting naturally in more inspiration. And then the more inspiration you act on, you build this momentum, creates more empowering beliefs. Reduces the limiting beliefs every more. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Pretty soon, in just a short amount of time, you're zooming through life in fun, excitement, and thrill because you did the work to enhance your overall belief system. Now, that belief system, as empowering as you may believe it is, if you took the most empowering belief system of any human on earth, we would say, is unbelievably limiting. That's how far you have to go. So this is continual work. You're making great strides and breakthroughs. And just the fact that you can see how the system is working from another level allows you to create more empowerment. Now, as you naturally change your set of beliefs from limiting to empowering, your inner senses come online. You start to receive more inspiration, more direct communication, more empathetic abilities, all these wonderful non-physical senses start to come online. And it, it exponentially increases this process of ascension. That's the benefit. Thank you.
We have time for one silly question. Jim, would you like to ask the silly question? Called out. Woo! Thank you. Um, well, you were talking about the most, the person with the most uh, expanded perception on earth, and immediately Christ came to mind. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately about miracles and about Christ. And, you know, more recently, I, I began to think about Christ as from these terms, uh, not necessarily the son of God, not necessarily superhuman, um, but someone who has the highest perspective of themselves of love, which is the entire message, and was able to do things that we call a miracle. And I believe that it's possible for that to happen again. So can you talk about miracles? Well, what were some of the miracles that Christ could do? Walking on water, turning five loaves. Have you ever been in a jet ski? <laughs> what else could he do? That's the question about jet skis. What they thought were miracles back then, not so much now. It would, yeah, but it would be a miracle now. But you can be triggered by an extreme manifestation event. Dip down, way down in that consciousness of fear. Bring up this huge urge to change the conditions and not act on that urge. We would say that's a miracle. That's a miracle as any, as great as any startling thing you can come up with. Because essentially a miracle is just anything that has not been seen yet. When you can offer love, when the rest of the population would offer hate, that's a miracle. Hmm. When you can act from an elevated perception of reality, when anyone else would act from a limited perception of reality, that's a miracle. When you can offer kindness when others are unable to do so, that's a miracle. Anything that you can do that is based in love and is not common in the rest of the population is a miracle. And when you see yourself exactly the same way that Christ saw himself, then you'll be making miracles everywhere you go. And with that, we're complete. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Joshua. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I thought that was really interesting. I like Jim's silly question at the end there, talking about Jesus walking on the water. And then Joshua says, well, imagine if you, Jim, drove up on a jet ski, people would have the same sort of miraculous idea that uh, they had upon seeing Jesus. So it's all putting things into perspective. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. And uh, if you have any questions, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. We're going to be doing another boot camp here probably at the end of March, I believe. And if you'd like to learn more about that, send me an email. I'll send you all the information. So have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye.